Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead. Hey, I'm Jeremy Autry. And there is a phrase that's been going around. I mean, it's not just been recent, maybe the past few years, that you may have heard called deconstructing your faith. Jeremy, what does it mean when we hear that term, to deconstruct your faith? Uh, so, from the best I can tell, what I understand, you may have a more clinical definition, but obviously the term deconstruct means to tear apart, to take something apart. Um, and so, deconstructing your faith would be, let me tear apart my faith um, with the with the idea being, let me dissect in my mind the different things that I believe about God and who He is and how I have a relationship with Him and what's right and what's wrong. Let me take all that apart in my mind and look at it and examine it and see if I actually believe this or if it's just something I adopted from someone else's belief system. Yeah, and I think sometimes we we immediately think this is automatically bad because so often it's paired with someone who once claimed to be a Christian and then they say they deconstructed their faith and they are no longer a Christian. Right. So if this was an accurate term, some people have used this. We hear that we know the term conversion means this is the moment you repented of your sin, put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became a Christian. You are converted from one way of living to another. Right, which is actually a biblical term. Yes. Theological term. But they would use the term deconversion. What do we think about that term, Jeremy? Uh, well, first of all, uh, from our theological stance, that's nonsense. If I'm converted, if I become a Christian, if I become a child of God, there's no deconverting. There's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. There's nothing that can stop me from being a child of God. Um, this is a major tenet of our faith and what I believe the Bible teaches. Um, eternal life began the moment that I turned away from my sin and put my trust in Christ. And eternal life lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And there's no erasing that. There's no deleting that. There's no deconverting. There's no changing that. Yeah, so if deconstruction, if we're we're using that definition, hey, this is just stopping and examining, do I really believe? And a lot of times it's with kids who were raised in a church environment. It's ones who were raised from their parents. Typically, this is what they were um, brought up in, and then they're stopping and examining whether it's uh, because of a tragedy that happened in their life or just a crisis of belief and they're stopping and they're really pulling the pieces back. Wait, do I really believe what I've said I've believed for many years? Yeah, and I think so some of that, the term just scares me if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. just to keep saying this, uh, deconstructing your faith. Um, but the idea of taking a look at what you believe and saying, hey, where did this belief come from? And what is the biblical support for, if any, this belief? Um, because that's how we know if this is definitely true, if it's just opinion or, or personal conviction. You know, we look at Scripture to find truth. So taking a look at every aspect of what I think about Christianity and seeing how it lines up, not just with the real world that I'm trying to live in, though that's important, but ultimately, more importantly, with how does it line up with ultimate truth, which I find in God's Word, 
this is healthy. This is this is me making sure I understand what God has to say for myself. There's a reason that we have access to the Holy Spirit. There's a reason we have a brain. There's a reason we have God's Word. We're supposed to be doing this mm-hmm. daily. We should be digging into the truth and making sure that what we believe and how we live lines up with what God's Word says. So from that perspective, this is a healthy, uh, maybe even mandated aspect of Christianity, Mm -hmm. that we don't just take the word of someone else, no matter how godly or well-meaning they are, no matter how much we love and respect them, whether that's our parents, biblical teachers, preachers, we don't just take their word as biblical truth. Mm -hmm. We look at the Bible ourselves and make sure that all that lines up. Yeah, and I that is always some, that's something we try to emphasize with our students. Hey, we 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 want you to know why you believe what you believe. And we want you to have these convictions. We want you to take ownership of your faith because for so many for so many people growing up in a Christian home, they aren't able to ultimately declare this is my faith and give and give answers because of it. A lot of times Christian Kids and teenagers would just say, well, I'm a Christian, and not all of them, but a lot would point to, well, I just believe this because my parents told me or this pastor told me. When we want to get to the heart of it and say, "This is I believe this because God has revealed this to me in his word, and I believe his word is true. Right. That's the bottom line. So when it comes down to we've defined deconstructing, we have to understand another thing, and Pastor Jeremy, I think you may have a scripture for this, is that we don't have to worry if our kids are truly born-again Christians and they begin examining these things. If they are truly a follower of Christ, they, are, they will not ultimately leave the faith. What would you say to that, Jeremy? First um, John chapter 2, uh, John writes this, starting in verse 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that the Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. So we mentioned the, the misconception of deconversion. Um, that's not possible, but there is the revelation of someone. If, if someone gets to the point that they say, I'm no longer a Christian, what's revealed to us is they were never a Christian to begin with. This is what this teaches. Um, and this is a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to jump the gun, but if we are parenting someone who gets to this point, uh, maybe in adulthood, maybe even before, and they come and say, hey, I was a Christian I no longer am a Christian. I deconstructed my faith, and now I have deconverted from Christianity. Um, When we cut through all of that lingo and terminology, what has happened is someone who was raised in a Christian home and taken to a Christian church never actually accepted Christ as their Savior and learned how to fit in and play our reindeer games and say amen at the right time and wear the right clothes, but was never saved. And God allowed that to be revealed to them and now is allowing it to be revealed to us. Mm -hmm. And while if that happens to you or to me as a parent, I'm heartbroken that Mm -hmm. my kid's not a child of God, but at the same time, I should be thankful and celebrate that God revealed that to me and to them 
now there's an opportunity for gospel work. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, with this passage in Matthew that um, I constantly bring up to our students and come back to when Jesus says, many will say to me at the end, Lord, Lord, they're, they're being told they will not enter heaven. They will not enter the kingdom. And they're thinking they will have. Yeah, because... Because, I mean, when you look at what those people say, hey, God, we prophesied in your name. Yeah. We preached for you. Yeah. We cast out devils. We went on mission trips. Mm-hmm. We wore the right clothes and yep. we said the right things. We were part of the church. What do you mean I'm not going to heaven? Yes. This is the kid who doesn't, I'm using air quotes, deconstruct their faith and get deconverted. That's not a real word, but that's, <laughs> yeah. there's no reality to it. But this is the kid that didn't do that. And they just stayed in this comfortable spot of playing church until their death when they discover now I was never converted. Yeah. That's a more dangerous place. That masquerade is what we should be afraid of. Right. But we're not afraid of it because it's comfortable to us because it's it's hidden and it's covered up. Yeah. And that's what we as parents should really be fearing is this masquerade. Yeah. And I think that's going to include many people who declare when when you ask them, yes, I'm a Christian. But their their lives do not not line up with Scripture. They haven't truly turned away from their sin and believed in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. What we're going to find is there are many people who identify as Christians. That doesn't mean they are. I like that word identifying as, don't yeah, you, Jeremy? I know. It's making me uncomfortable. I'm not sure why. I know. Um, so in this episode, or for the remainder of this episode maybe, let's spend a few minutes talking about uh, I'm parenting right now with a a knowledge that this deconstructing may be a thing that's going to happen in my kid's future. Mm -hmm. Um, In reality, uh, oftentimes this happens when a kid is, uh, when one of our children is moving out of the home into a different environment. They're going to uh, maybe college or maybe just to their own home and into the workforce being exposed to some different cultures than the one they grew up in. And how do I on this side of that, before it happens, how do I um, prepare for it? What steps do I take to try to make sure my kid doesn't have to go through this in an uncomfortable way? I think the first thing we need to understand, why are people deconstructing their faith too? And it's important for parents to understand this. Okay, we have to realize a lot of people are deconstructing their faith, and it's because they have maybe come across some very poor um, models of Jesus Christ in the church. Yeah. And they, I mean, you don't have to look in the news long to see another scandal, another case of abuse, um, another um, person in leadership who uses that role and abuses it and lords over people and takes that position and just is empowered by it and mishandles it and hurts people. And I think that is one thing we've got to be able to acknowledge to our kids, the church is not perfect and we are going to have come across, we're going to be hurt by people in the church, whether they they truly are Christians or not. Yeah. So the answer to that is to not deify the pastors of your church. Uh, As two pastors, we're saying this, we are, we are real people (laughs) with Mm -hmm. real issues and um, so don't teach your kids that the pastors are perfect in your uh, and nobody's doing that explicitly but sometimes we're doing that implicitly sometimes we just build up these Christian leaders mm-hmm. as 
perfection and they're not. They're humans. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to talk with your, your kids about these situations as they arise, as they show up in the news, um, and remind them it should be a constant thing that they are understanding that the Christian leaders we're following are humans with sin natures. So they're not perfect, but that doesn't mean that God is human yep. and has a sin nature and isn't perfect. The God we serve, the Savior that we trust, is the one that's perfect. Yeah, and I think another thing, too, is there has been a lot of error and perceived truth mixed in in the teaching of God's Word where we have projected or church leaders have projected their political preferences or their personal beliefs that is not in the Bible and declared, if you are a Christian, then you're going to, if you truly are going to follow Jesus, you've got to to agree with me on all these separate little things. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it becomes like these things are tangled together for our, our kids. It's like, oh, what store I shop in is just as important as what language I use. And mm-hmm. it's just as important as um, what kind of relationship I have with my boyfriend or girlfriend. Like they see all of those things tangled mm-hmm. together where some of this has is biblically taught and is a biblical mandate. And then others things are personal opinions mm-hmm. and, and personal. It's me choosing how to live out my Christianity mm-hmm. But that doesn't give me a right to enforce that on you. Right. This is this is my personal conviction, but this isn't scripture. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so when <clears throat> we're sharing, we that just puts more responsibility on us. We need to know the word of God and what it says. We need to be able to proclaim that. And when we're when we're giving biblical guidance to our kids to be able to point to scripture, hey, this is not just me saying this. This is what God says in his word, and we can trust him that God is good and knows what he is talking about, and he He gives this truth to us from his word. That way, we're, it's not our opinion. It's not our our own personal perspective. No, it is the truth of God that we're yeah, learning. And make sure that you're not taking your opinion to scripture and finding support there. Yes. Um, you can take things out of context, twist things up, and you can say, hey, uh, I might get in trouble with this. The Bible says we should not be drinking coffee from Starbucks. Like you can mm-hmm. pull that and show them this verse. and uh, But be careful with that because mm-hmm. the Bible doesn't say you shouldn't drink coffee from Starbucks. You know, the Bible actually says uh, they sacrifice these meats to false gods, and if you want to buy that and eat it, you still can. So just be careful. If that's your personal conviction, that's one thing, but be careful because when your kid grows up and finds out they drink at Starbucks and the people in there aren't demons, then it's going to make mm-hmm. them question their faith. So can I give an example here of something that's been in the news recently, Jeremy? I guess so. Um, there, you, Some of our listeners may be familiar with the Duggar family. Um, and there's been a lot of documentaries and stuff on them and a lot of, um, obviously there's been scandals and stuff in the family. Um, but recently it's come out that a lot of, um, some of the teachings that the Duggar family followed, it was, um, under the direction of a guy named Bill Gothard, who, um, was the, uh, leader of this organization called the Institute of Basic Life Principles. And there was a lot of principles and teachings that they gave that they taught their kids 
that weren't necessarily sinful in of themselves, but they were not explicitly biblical. I mean, it was not clear in Scripture. But all of um, the kids and what they taught, like, this is it. This is, if you're following Jesus, this is the way, like, this is it. And they gave all this teaching. And one of their daughters, Ginger, Jeremy asked if she had red hair. She doesn't have red hair. Okay. Um, It was hilarious when I said it. Yeah. Ginger Duggar, I think you pronounce her last name. I'm going to butcher this. Vuolo. I'm just going to, it's spelled V-U-L-V-U-O-L-O. She's going to be so offended when she listens to this podcast and finds out you said her name wrong. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of um, members of this family taking it different directions. Bottom, first of all, just don't ever, if you ever get the opportunity to have a reality TV crew come to your house and record your family, don't do it. It doesn't matter how much money they offer you. It's just never a good idea. Ever. Just say no. Because I'm sure all of our listeners are going to have that opportunity. Right, Jeremy? I've got a crew at my house right now. Just waiting for you. Anyways, she wrote this book called Becoming Free Indeed. And I love her subtitle. It says, My Story of Disentangling Faith from fear. So here she was raised in given a lot of um, unbiblical things from a Christian leader where they were taught, you follow whatever this person says. And her journey, I don't even think she would call it deconstruction, her journey of really examining her faith became this matter of, I'm going to disentangle what I was taught that is not truly rooted in the Word of God, that I don't see in the Word of God, still kept her faith, still is a strong believer, follower of Jesus Christ. But that journey, that example of, hey, as I examine what I've been told, I want to disentangle uh, even good things I may have heard. People who have good intentions have taught me this. But if this is not rooted in the Word of God, then I'm going to pull it away from what God's Word says. What would you say to that? Yeah, I I love it. I'm much more comfortable with the term disentangle Mm -hmm. than... um, then deconstruct and way more comfortable with that than deconvert. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like now we've created an uh, independent Baptist sermon with three <laughs> words that all start with the same letter. There you go. But yeah, that's the thing. As a parent, be careful with this. Make sure your kid sees the things you're teaching them that, hey, this is the biblical mandate. Mm -hmm. This is the biblical truth. This is the biblical concept. Then this is how we as a family are living out that biblical truth. And so now when you become an adult, when you choose how to live out your life, it might look different for you, Mm -hmm. but you're still, you understand that truth. So you're living that out. And it's okay if at your home, as an adult, it's not exactly the same as the way we lived it out when you were a kid. Right. That's not you're leaving the faith. That is, you still understand this biblical truth, and maybe it looks different. It's going to look different. I mean, I don't know any kid, adult child, who's living out their faith exactly like their parents, mm-hmm. and that's not bad. So if we help them see that as a kid, this is a healthy thing. Yeah. So um, as you're teaching, make sure your teaching is clear on these things. And then we've talked about this in other episodes. Make sure your kid is reading their Bible and spending time in prayer Mm -hmm. and wading through this themselves to 
come to a place that they understand, they believe they understand this is the biblical truth here. This is what I think God's Word is teaching, the Holy Spirit is teaching me through this, right? And it's mine now. I believe this. It's not just what Dad taught me. It's not just what Mom taught me. It's not just what the preacher, the Sunday school teacher taught me. It's what God taught me as I studied His Word. And it lined up with these things, or it didn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to eat the fish and spit out the bones, only I only want to internalize the things that these Bible teachers are teaching me that lines up with Scripture. Yeah. And I think as we, building even on this term, disentangling, I think it's very important that we as parents disentangle from our political preferences, disentangle our political preferences from true biblical Christianity. And we have to let our kids understand, and, and I'll be the first to say, yes, God's word should guide how we vote. God's word should guide what causes we agree with or disagree with in the world of politics. But we have to separate and show our kids just because you follow, uh, following Jesus doesn't mean you agree 100% with blank political party. Right. They have to understand because our world is trying to set, because first of all, our culture emphasized that politics is the most important thing in the world and uh, elections and everything in, in our in our little corner of the globe is the most important thing in the world. And so they try to connect everything and they need to hear from us. Even if we do uh, follow more closely a political party, that doesn't mean this person is our savior. That doesn't mean this political party uh, is perfect. And that doesn't mean it lines up perfectly with Christianity. Yeah, and uh, it also doesn't mean that everyone in the other political party is horrible, uh, demonic. Wants to murder yeah. you in your sleep. Yeah. Yes, and mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Yes. So um, we, the, the big takeaway is we need to disentangle as parents. Mm-hmm our political views from our biblical views as much as is appropriate. You know, those things should be informed by our political views should be informed by our biblical understanding, but that doesn't make them the same thing. Yep. And I think that's so important, Jeremy, when we vilify that, what happens is when our kids have been taught, Oh, everyone who votes this certain way or is in this specific lifestyle is evil, horrible, and then they come across someone in that world, maybe in college, maybe in, in their job or whatever, and they find, wow, this person is really nice, and this person yeah. is like... They're I'm, nicer than some of the people I went to church yes, with. Yes, yes, and then, then they begin to be like, wait a minute, but if, if they've heard their entire lives, this is enemy number one, <laughs> and this person is horrible in everything they say and do... And they don't see that. No, every single human being is created in the image of God. And people are believe lies and are, and are um, falling into the grip of Satan. But we love them and we care for them. Then they will get to see, hey, people are going to fall into these different categories. And that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean just because they are a nice person that I have to agree with everything they believe everything they do. And um, I think that's important for them to hear from us. Yeah. So the idea being, if we're continuing with the concept of disentangling, let's tangle up less. So they've got less to disentangle later. Uh, You're not going to get this perfect because you're human and you're going to tangle up some of your personal beliefs 
um, some of your personal preferences with Scripture and biblical truth. But let's let's be conscious of that and do that as little as possible yeah. so we don't raise frustrated, confused kids. And I would just say in closing words, really, and we've talked about this a lot, Jeremy, already, is, um, and it's hard to do. But if we feel like our kids are questioning things, it's my initial reaction is to immediately Shut argue back. Yeah. No, we're not going to talk. We're not going to argue about that because you're wrong, and here's why. Yeah. And when we have to stop and breathe, let them talk and dis- try to discuss through yeah. these things. Because what we really want to raise are adults who can reason for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, God even says, come, let's reason together. Let's think through this. Let's." If you raise a kid that can just vomit out everything you've ever taught them and they know it all verbatim, they just memorized it, they never dug through it, they never questioned it, they never debated it with you, um, then they leave your home and they come up against something and it's a, a straw defense. There's no, there's no really understanding and conviction in their heart. But if you raise someone that knows how to uh, dig through something and see if they agree with it and debate it and and think through it and wrestle with it, then that's a real conviction and that's something that's going to stand up when they get out into the world and see how this all works when they're living with complete autonomy on their own. Oh, yeah. And so I hope we're, we're not done talking about this discussion um, when it comes to deconstruction or disentangling. Um, so we're going to be continuing this more next week. Um, but we have a lot more that I think this is something really prevalent, something in our culture. Yeah. We're seeing it more and more. And uh, we just want to be prepared as parents, be prepared um, for those opportunities, for those discussions um, without freaking out. Um, if our kids ever come to us with questions, but being that voice, man, that that's amazing. If your kid is open and vulnerable enough with you to begin uh, having these questions and conversations with you as a parent, that's a win for you because yeah. they're they're at least open to talking to you about and, it. Uh, I'm convicted as I'm saying this, but because I haven't always done a good job at this, but we need to be encouraging that. Mm-hmm. Hey, you heard the preacher say this. Do, is that what you believe? Do you agree with him? Hey, this is what I taught you. Do you agree with that? And we need to be encouraging that. And when it happens, we need to, uh, it's hard to be comfortable with it, but we need to force ourselves to embrace it because it's healthy and it's appropriate and it's going to be better for our kids in the long run. Um, So that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is way beyond us, but in Christ we have all that we need for this journey. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.